Hello and welcome to the Dance of the Soul. We are here. Regan just got home from a trick a trip all weekend. So if he he'll be popping in, but we had some technical problems and you know, I wanted to explain a little bit about that here in a minute. But I wanted you to know that happy Halloween and wherever you're at, whatever country you're in, we're going to be kind of neutral here because we're in kind of this time frame where souls are really awake. And, you know, because we're on um, going into November 1st, which is All Saints Day or All Souls Day or, you know, that kind of a thing. So with that, that we're all in the midst of doing this dance of being here during the soul time. And I know for me, it's like, I'm home now. I will not be driving <laughs> because of how many souls are out there and walking around. And I live in a very big town or not a big town, but a town where like I'm within just, um, uh, if I go out just 25 feet from my house on the other side, there is the, um, cemetery. So with that, it's not necessarily that cemeteries have a lot of souls attached to them, but sometimes when souls are in this minute of dance, they do come around, uh, kind of checking out where they were buried or, you know, checking out with family. And hi, Regan. Can you hear me today now? Yeah. Hi. Hi, everybody. Hi. Oh, man, I rushed down and threw on my shirt and my coat real quick. My computer hasn't been used here in almost two weeks since we've been gone, so... Anyway, I'm here on uh, using my iPhone instead of my computer. Oh, geez, that makes a lot of sense. No, and I, I wanted people to know that, you know, right now, Mars went into retrograde. And Mars is in Gemini. So what happens when we go to a planet that is in, in like a sign like Gemini? Well, Mars is not attached to Gemini. Mercury is attached to Gemini. So here, while Mars is in retrograde, since Gemini, um, Mar uh, uh, Mercury represent or is partners with Gemini in the signs, if you know astrology, and Mars is attached to, I think Aries, but um, so with that, that sometimes when a planet like Mars is in retrograde with um, Gemini will still get kind of like a, a, a extra seasoning of Mercury in there. And mm -hmm. so Mercury represents technology, metals. So please be careful while driving. Um, be careful while doing this and that. If we're not concentrating, we can have an oops type of thing happening. So this is going to be going on until Mars is out. And I really don't know when Mars is going out of retrograde. I should check that out real quick. But um it's one of those things that this is why I listen to one of my astrologers because I get these little tidbits of the dance. And so it totally makes sense. So, you know, I'm so grateful, Regan, that you, um, uh, you are able to uh, be here today. Cause I know you just literally got in the door. Just walked in. Yeah. It took us an extra half hour today. I don't know why just uh, got you know a couple of places along the way where it was touch and go traffic for a while and then it would speed up and i don't know but anyway we had a great time in monterey and we had to get home before dark for all the goblins come out <laughs> <laughs> yes exactly we, we usually have uh, because we're on a, a busier street here uh and we have a security gate out front uh, 
you know, generally speaking, we don't get any trick-or-treaters, but directly behind us, it's the perfect name of a street. It's called Shadow Lane. And um, they that's where everybody on the street or a lot of people decorate. And the kid, it's like where the people in uh, Ross here, like a lot of the kids go there, you know? Yeah. So when the podcast is over here, then we're going to, we're going to just go over there and walk the street and see the kids and see the decorations and everything. Oh, that would be cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, it is kind of weird, isn't it, how it's this one day a year, in a weird way, we kind of celebrate ghosts and goblins and witches and, you know, <clears throat> like it's almost okay for kids to be that or to pretend to be those things which normally would be scary or would be something that would be uh, a negative, have a negative connotation. But on this one day a year. Yep. Here we yeah. are. We can be ghosts. We can be spirits. Um, now, just to clarify here that Mar, uh, Mars will be in, in retrograde until after the new year. So yeah. here until after um, January 12th. Um, so here until um, the middle of January of next year, Please be careful because we're going to have a Mercury in retrograde kind of feeling where we have to be careful about driving, technology, you know, what do we say, you know, how are we going to say it, you know, just be kind and, and know that people can get triggered a little bit because Aries is, or um, uh, Mars is the warrior god. So there's a little bit of, of anger that can happen and it's in Gemini, which is about the mind. So we might be overthinking something. So with yeah. that, you know, just be careful, but yeah. Oh, so that'd be cool. Going back to what you were saying. Sorry about that. Finishing off my well, scrolling here. Um, I mean, it's, it's almost, I mean, for, even for me, I have to admit a little still, there's uh, something in me when we talk about astrology, we talk about retrograde and everything like that. Uh, it, it, there's a bit of me still that feels a little like that's a little bit of the occult in mm -hmm. a sense, you know, like mm -hmm. witches brew or something like that. Uh, but I'd like to have somebody, maybe we can get a guest on, or you seems, you know, a lot on that too, to explain to people, because, you know, people hear retrograde and they want to run for the hills or they, they always think of that as being the excuse that people make when things aren't going well. They says, well, something's got to be in retrograde. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and, and Mercury gets a bad rap, you know, he really gets a bad rap about how, you know, oh, it's in retrograde again, it's all Mercury's fault, we don't take any blame for anything, but that's what, when a planet goes into retrograde, it's not necessarily about um, a planet going backwards, but what a planet does is it says, stop, let's think a little harder about that. Let's look at that, sh that and, and it's called shadow work in a way, but that, that it's going down into that, that knowing about why things are happening. How can we push the reset bunny button? It's about the re's. Reset, rethink, re-know, um, re-figure out, re-apply, re-negotiate, re whatever the re is. <laughs> You know, to think a little slower on what are we doing? You know, it's like, do we react or do we interact? You know, is this a pattern that we need to look at? You know, what is our patterns that we need to, you know, say, oh, I need to really look at this pattern. Is it something that I want to revisit again? Is this something that I want to revisit again? And and so the, the reason, and when we look at, you know, it's real easy to Google. So like if you know that Mercury or uh, Mars is in retrograde, 
Google it. Mars in retrograde, what does that mean? And if you read a little bit about what does it trigger, you know, a little bit of anger, it's in Gemini. So it's about thinking, overthinking, don't stink and thinking, you know, type of thing with the with this um, frustration thing. And it's interesting that it's going to go on um, while we're um, having our elections and stuff like yeah. that. So how can we um, not overthink, over say, over process what is really happening. Let the process happen. Like I was letting, um, like the last weeks, let, um, I trust the process, you know, because we don't know what the process is going to happen until, you know, maybe months and months and months and years from now, why things are happening today. And yeah. that's, that's the thing. And right now we're in this big shift because we're in between eclipses too with the moon. And so with that, that when we have eclipses, a lot of times when we put something into aspect, and this is, I've learned this from listening to my astrologer, listening to other people, you know, is, is that, and I've witnessed it myself, but it, they put language to my knowing sometimes that um, when we're in between eclipses, a lot of times what we set up is six months in process. It's not necessarily a, a one shot thing it, 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 you can feel the effect of an eclipse six months from now about what we're planning what we're doing what we're trying to do uh, I, I, questions i have about astrology sometimes is like um it seems like in anything like astrology or whatever that there's so many different schools of thought and so much controversy so when we mm -hmm. talk about all these in retrograde just as far as you know in astrology is there some people that are astrologists that go oh they know nothing what they're talking about. It's all this. And another one going, no, no, it's kind of like religion is, you know, you know, where mm -hmm. you start with the one and then it offsprings and everybody has their take on it. And, and, uh, and I, I'm, I'm guessing, uh, so that there's certain things that they probably all agree on, you know, you know, or, but, and then there's probably certain things where they don't. So again, it's like, you know, you go online and who, who's to check this astrology stuff when, what sites are just going to be cookie cutter where someone's put stuff up there that they know nothing about and who has a really, it's like, well, it's kind of like mediums, you know, mm -hmm. there's some of them that are just excellent, excellent. A plus like you are. Thank you. <laughs> and then, and then there's ones that are D minus, you know, that, that barely know what they're doing and, and mess up people because they interpret things wrong and everything. So <clears throat> I guess with the strong, you just, you just have to try to find one that you feel fits or something. Exactly. And it is about feeling the fit and also to longevity. Someone who's been talking their talk for a long time. I know that the astrologer that I listen to, Janet Hickox, um, living-astrology.com, she applies many different facets of human design, astrology, and gene geeks. And so she's about bringing uh, many different facets together. And I love how, how she looks at how can we do better in life. Her intention is always to bring brighter light in, you know, hey, this is going to be the moon's going to be triggering a lot of our shadow work, but don't punish yourself, you know, work through it. And so her language is a lot of those things. And she's live every Monday, every Monday and Friday at um, eight o'clock Pacific time. Uh, she's live then. And and I really enjoy her intentions, her <coughs> her um, her values. I've been working with her for almost 20 years. And so she's been consistently consistently herself. And that's one thing that I've loved is that she's grown. Um, what's the word? She's grown in her knowledge 
since day one, but she's always stayed true to her intentions and that's in her integrity. And that's what I love about her. Yeah. So would you say that astrology is more of a help for people physically in a sense, uh, or, or how does, is it more of a physical thing? Like in other words, it's, it's all about energies and the way everything combines and, and when the energies are good, it's, it's easier to get things done. And when energies are more constricted, it's a little more hard to get things done. Yes. Uh, well, like today we had a, a, a moon, a, a moon in void, of course. And so this morning it was really hard to get out of bed. It was really hard to get moving this morning. It was, it was hard to get the wheels turning, you know, and as the day's gone on, the energy's kind of picked up and shifted a little bit. And, and so things are able to move. And so when you know things are happening, you kind of get into self punished or get out of self punishing. And so what it is, is that the, when astrology affects us physically, so like, let's say, um, if you have a certain sign, you might have more backaches, let's say, because that part of that astrology represents that part. And then, um, like you can tell in a, in, on a sign, if you're going to have more struggles with relationships, like, um, I have blue black moon Lilith in, um, in my, um, part of my, um, chart that represents, um, dealing with relationships. And so Lilith represents woman. So like this year, my intention was, you know, how do I interact with women relationships? How can I not, how can I add to them and not have them be triggered? Not necessarily. And then if some miscommunication with a woman friend of mine, work on healing it more than saying, oh, I'm done with her, you know, type of thing. So with that, you know, taking that, that, um, that angst out of it. So knowing that all year, I was able to work with my relationships a little differently. Yeah. And, and so it, it is very physical, but it's very spiritual. And if you can get an astrologer, that's about spirit at the same time, um, then it, it's, it's a little bit more easier um, negotiation with your life. And I know for me that, uh, that knowing I get a, a chart done every year, to get the, hit the get the theme of what I'm working on for the year, yeah. you know, even though I know it intuitively, it, it helps me to go, okay, so um, I'll be a little bit better. These little fruit flies are flying around. Um, I'll be a little, you know, it's better for me to work on that at the end of the year more than at the beginning of the year. You know, and like there was one time where she told me, are you going to, you know, this is a year you want to be a good steward of your money. And so that was a theme in my my life that my year was, okay, I want to be a good steward. Yeah. And so with that, that the, there's there's these things. And then, you know, you work on this and, and you get into the timing like this is Halloween, but it's also um, All Saints Day. You know, it's the it's the turning over into All Saints Day, All um, Souls Day, all, oh, you know. That's it, true, yeah. Isn't, you know, that it, how it, isn't that how it originally was, like a pagan it was a pagan holiday with mm -hmm. the people that passed on mm -hmm. exactly and mm -hmm. the and the religions or the government didn't like how it was a pagan holiday so they changed it a little bit they yeah. changed it from all souls day to all saints day let's say and um i know that over in china that this is their month that they're doing this and so with that that um we're in that you know, that ebb and flow of the time of this. So 
in in a way, you know, it, it's not necessarily what's in the astrology, but it also is, you know, that process of um, of the timing of things too. So it's a pretty magical time. I sometimes when I was at school, when I when I was around a bunch of kids, it was like, holy crap, this is like swimming through mud, you know, because of all the spirit, all the spirit was in there, all their family members and all their grandparents and all their, you know, it's like, oh my gosh. You know, it was almost too much to 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 see everything, and I didn't want to see everything. Well, I wonder how did this all get figured out? You know, I mean, you know, where someone will say, "Okay, like you just said, this is the time when it's hard to communicate with the the feminine or the masculine or whatever it is." I I would think that the only way it could have been figured out would be if there was some sort of spiritual connection. You know, more than just I don't know, or just, I don't know. It's just, well, if you, if you think about thousands it, of years that this is thousands and thousands of years that this has been figured out. So, yeah, because of our um, star family, you know, the star family helped us to know what, what these different represented. And then that makes sense. that's, and then you look at, um, and this is one thing I like about Janet too, is that she really, She's a double Gemini. So she, her much, she reads up and she remembers things. Me, I don't remember. I don't, if I, like I was telling a friend today, you know, it's like sound, you know, you know, this is going to be Samhain here. And if I read that in a book, I wouldn't have known it was Samhain. And so how would I know that if I heard it? So I didn't know what to apply it to. So I don't remember things when I read things in books, because sometimes I don't know what the word is with my dyslexia. And so with that, that, um, that there's a time where things are happening, but the the star beings gave us the knowledge of how to look at the planets. And then there's also the the gods and goddesses of you know you know the the goddess of war and the go- god of war and you know the you know a lot of these different deities are represented with the moons and the and the and the planets. And so then you get these stories of the of the um, of the gods and goddesses to back up the theme of what happens with that planet, and so when you can get somebody, that's why I love listening to Janet because she's very knowledgeable about the gods and goddesses too. So she applies a lot of those those stories to the intentions of what is really happening. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And so with that, that, you know, we have ancestors and gods and, 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 and ghosts and, and goblins and, and, you know, th- this time has been, has almost from day one, somebody has known that this was a doorway. It was just set up that way. It's just what is, it's not just on this planet. I get a feeling that this is kind of like where the veil is just really thin. And as the veil is thinning, we are getting more and more into this dance of, um, of the, the openings here of the veil with loved ones. Yeah. Uh, In other words, just like they have the solstice and the, the opposite of that, which I forget what it is. The equinoxes. The equinoxes. Yeah. That this is the time of the year, like autumn or fall, I guess you would say, when um, somehow the the ghosts or whatever the spirits or something from the other side, that the wall is a little bit thinner, and mm-hmm. so there's that communication between the dead and the living, and 
man, that's uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because ghosts and spirits are basically the same thing, but it's it's how they are applied. Like a spirit would be more of a loved one, where a ghost would be somebody who is haunt, who is sticking around in a building, let's say. So yeah. they're more of a ghost, but they are still spirit. They're still part of that negotiation of 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 energy that is not necessarily alive, but it is alive in energy. Yeah, you know, the more that I um, looked at uh, ghost programs and read about them and uh, tried to educate myself somewhat on them, I mean, I be, I, I, I became a, that was probably one of the first things that was easier for me to believe in, you know, uh, when I was growing up. Uh, it seemed, you know, other things took me a lot of years before I believed like, you know, in heaven or, you know, other things like that. I had to kind of wait till I was more mature. But, um, uh, you know, it's, it seems like ghosts, if someone tries to explain ghosts, it would take like a, a volume of information rather than just a few paragraphs. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's so many combinations, so many variations, so many reasons and that um that um and sometimes when people are talking about ghosts if it they just have an idea of one thing the way ghosts are and if it doesn't fit into that they don't know how to navigate the the ghost thing you know but it seems like we're learning you know more and more and of course i think a lot of i think ghosts get a bad rap a lot of times because we tend to fear what we don't understand so we put them in a category of evil or something when maybe that they're totally benign you know mm-hmm. uh, that there's you know well or they're they're they're, I, they're they're distrusting you know i what? i the distrusting that you know it's like um if someone uh, like uh there's these like the i was watching a show and they went into the uh this um las vegas uh hotel and they I've were talking, they were There's asking, over there has a history of ghosts. they do. And, um, what's sad is, is that, you know, they're, they're trying to talk to someone who, who basically committed suicide. So they were very much a disheartened soul when they were crossing over. And so when a soul has that, that understanding and this is the one thing that i understand that a lot of times that when a spirit or a soul is left not every time but a lot of the times that it's more of a um an energy an energy spot that that part of them got left the part of their soul got left like you say that a part of our soul comes down to to earth here it's not all the way here but when we get certain experiences um, that happen to us, a lot of times we leave like um, like a crumb of our soul back at that spot, right? Yeah. And so if we got um, molested or raped when we were younger, and you know we we leave that part of us back there well if it's a big thing we'll leave a bigger piece of that crumb of our soul but not necessarily all of it where like if somebody is has passed away very rarely unless it's quickly unless it's like um like i you know me talking to a spirit 
that basically committed suicide or or had something that they they want to go home that it's not like a soul signature that i'm talking to it is actually the soul that that is ready to cross over and i do try to have most of that soul go with them when they cross over but there are sometimes when they go in and and a, and a soul is is um like uh you know a lot of times back down in new orleans too that they have these these souls that stay in these homes because of trauma and a lot of times these souls aren't the full soul they are remnants of the soul that yeah. are staying there because they didn't like what happened it's part of their memory and and that's the thing that that a lot of times like for me when i had a past life where my dad was a um, serial killer right and so for me i've been working on collecting those parts of my soul going back to that lifetime and saying you know we don't have to stay here and feel shame anymore we're going to come up and be here so we can go back and reclaim these pieces of our soul kind of like we can do in this lifetime it's called soul retrievals but i like doing it in past lives too yeah that's that makes sense well <clears throat> Since, um, oh, and everybody too, I'm, I'm, my name is Regan, as you can see up there. And I, <laughs> That's true. I never I work introduced with the, anybody. Uh, the Newton Institute. And we have a process, uh, we've been, been fine tuned over the last four years, uh, where we help people achieve a deep state of trance. And in that state, they're able to expand their awareness to the afterlife for a few hours, kind of like having an out of body experience. Uh, or it is like, you know, that's just a term out of body. You're still, it's just like it's like who you are just expands larger. Yes. You know, your energy expands larger to take in more of what's actually there. Um, it's kind of like a Zoom call where you're sitting in the chair, but then you're all over, you're in people's different, you know, videos. And so you're still here, but you're you're able to see yeah. a lot but of it, different places. It's a feeling that you're out of the body because you're you're into a, a, a new place that you are not used to that's new to you in a way. Um, but in that state, um, you know, we found out that that's where we're created, you know, we're created over there and then we just come down in here to, to experience. And when we're done with the experience, we go home, you know, back where, 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 where we actually originate. And we realized that, like you were saying, that in part of the research we've done 70,000 people now, um, that when they, uh, decide to be born, they don't put all of their soul self into the body. They're always a part in that they keep in heaven. So in other words, what you're talking about too is sounds like a fragmentation of the soul a little bit, you know, like because of trauma or something like that, there may be pieces that when they pass away, pieces that are kind of left behind until something happens to eventually bring, you know, that part of them back home mm -hmm. again, you know, so where they can be whole again. And that would make sense. I mean, you know, since we know the other part to be kind of proven to be true now with everybody that experienced that with thousands of people um and so, that's why some of us when we come down on this planet we're feeling very fragmented you know sometimes we can be very fragmented it's because that you know we've come down not necessarily you know like i know a couple people that have had um premature babies and they're they take a while to to be here 
you know, they're slow processors, they're not necessarily all here and that kind of stuff. And so with that, that they, um, they're, they're fragmented coming in, but if they go back and, and pick up pieces of their souls, they'll be less fragmented. But some of us don't have that, that, uh, that journey in this lifetime and that's okay. You know, a lot of us are 3D in this world and we're not meant to know that. But that's where we can go back at other times and pick up that soul. That's what part of our going home is about, is picking up those pieces of the soul if we're meant to. If not, then that's part of, like for me, you know, that was part of my life lesson was to know that, to do that, so I can help others do that. Yeah. You know, because in our physical realm, we do things differently than we do in a spiritual realm. It's 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 a different process. It's a different, con, you know, looking at things. It seems like in general that ghosts, spirits or whatever seem to be harmless in a sense that they don't do physical except emotional scaring people. And maybe that way. Um, but I'm sure if we had someone on here that that they're an expert on it, they probably have a few cases where they will they will say, well, this case shows that a spirit, uh, you know, actually, you know, did physical harm to somebody or. Oh, yes, know. there there is. There is. I. Yeah. There's there and but there's different there's different processes with that soul. A lot of times they can be a soul that it was um, very powerful in human form and they stay in powerfulness. Or there is more um, of a black energy in the home, which is poltergeistic or or um, or I'm gonna say um, demonish you know i don't i'm trying to be careful my words here because i don't want to scare people but you know there is these beings that are dark and they are harmful they can harm um there's some places i do not walk into yeah i'm not meant to clean them out i'm not meant to do any clearings actually the property has been used as um uh has had some, um, if the, especially if the property has had um, a ceremony there of darkness, then the, the property it has and can have intention of negativeness, which brings in even darkerness. They bring in portals, which bring in darkness. Yeah. Well, um, I think uh, I, I want to talk to some other of the other, you know, there's 250 of us that work for the Newton Institute and um, we're all over the world. Um, but I would like to, at a next conference or something, talk to a lot more about spirits and, and that sort of thing, because in this process that we do, it seems like God's opened a portal for people to visit heaven and come back. When they're there, there's no such thing as the devil or hell or evil spirits or anything. But I, the, the only way I'm looking at it so far, it's like this elevator in a way. And that on sixth floor and below, which is our realm here, that we've created these demons and this scary stuff and everything. But kind of once you rise above that, it's like you're in another world. And that in that other part there, th those kind of things don't exist, you know. Uh, but they so they must appear down here for a reason, you know. I mean... You know, we of course we have that. That's how people learn down here the difference, good and bad, or we call mm -hmm. the evil. The and... dark and the light. You know, that's yeah. how we learn. But you know, I, I do not. I've dealt with darkness. I have dealt with demons. I have cleared out 
demons in some properties because I do house clearings. Um, and I know that when um, they never go up. When they never cleared. what? They never go up when they're cleared. They always go down. You know, and that a lot of movies, they do the same thing. They go down into the every time they go down. And so to me, negativity goes down. Positivity goes up. Yeah. You know, it's well, just it's just the it's just the way it is. You know, we have light on top of the table. We have darkness under the table. You know, So when you do these clearings, is it like, in other words, it's like if you have a bad guy and a robber in your house and. And you, you just say, hey, not in my house, just get out of here. And he just goes out and goes down the street. And in other words, you're just getting them out of that place where oh, they no, are. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I, I call in um, beings that, that I don't spend time asking them truly where they take them, you know. Um, but that's where we have certain beings of light that do handle these darknesses. Yeah. You know, like I did um, a pro an area clearing when I was at a casino. And these beings were not good. I mean, it, it made my stomach turn and not in a good way. Um, I had a friend who was walking with me um, and she was really buzzed. She walked through that energy and she was not buzzed at all. I mean, they it was like their energy was sucking, you know, very sucking. Um, and so what I ended up doing was, is that, um, whoever the, these guys were not good beings. They, um, I can't tell you really what they looked like because they were not good looking <laughs> at all. And, um, and so what I ended up doing was I called freezing. in Lucifer, you know, I called in Archangel Lucifer, you know? And yeah. he, he ended up doing the work because it, nothing else I was calling it was working. And so I called in the, the, the energy that um, was willing to do the work. And, um, and then um, once that was cleared and they cleared, then, um, then um, my girlfriend was standing there with me while I was doing this clearing and she's like, oh, my gosh, what's going on? I feel da-da-da-da-da. And I say, oh, that's Lucifer coming up and da-da-da-da-da. And then she goes, who just walked in? Oh, my, the love. And I said, that's Mother Mary. Mother Mary just came. And so she came in and she cleared the energy. Jesus came in and cleared the energy. Michael came in and cleared the energy to make it more writer. And then, um, then there was something else that happened with her that was able to take that negativity away as that portal was kind of open in the energetic floor <laughs> to so we don't know take things away we don't know where mother mary or um uh michael uh you know where this dark energy actually went to if it was just moved to another place and still remained the same or did they heal that dark energy or all we know is it's just left the area right like like Elvis has left the building, you know. Um, so yeah, but I, I can say to you that right at that time, not to say that there's not a back door that these beings walk back out again, but I can tell you that they went down and were were taken care of. They were yeah. taken care of. I I do not get the sense that they are coming back soon. 
I know that that it's it's hard to know if light and love are here, but it is here and it's doing its work. It's just taking some time to do it. And, you know, <laughs> and I, I can tell you that when I call in Jesus and um, Azrael and a lot of the other beings that help through this darkness, that um, that they do take them and they they it's not necessarily a lot of times if they are negative souls, let's say they were very powerful souls um, and they were human beings and they were powerful souls that they ended up um, going into a certain part of um, of experience and and kind of helped to to get out of that mindset of what this life was here to teach them and show them. And it's just a little bit longer journey for that soul to wake up uh, and to, to go through it. Um, This is the reason why it's a special category. I'm going to say that, um, that, you know, could negotiate. And then, um, but if it's a soul that's troubled, that's where I, I call in Jesus and Azrael and, and people who can help clear and soften that and, and give those souls a, a reason for things to happen. And they, they do take them home. And I, I know for me that, that as I see them walking on either side of them and somebody in an ener- energy of love in back of them, sometimes a grandparent or a mother or somebody who is with them, and helping them walk, they are so surrounded by love. So, so I don't even care where they go because it's like, I just know they're surrounded by love. It's not my story to keep track of all that. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? If I was to keep track of every house clearing I did, I care about the people. I check in with the people once in a while. But if I carry everybody, can you imagine how much darkness I would be in? Yeah. You know, and that's not for me to do. It's yeah. just not for me to do. Well, you know, because some people say they don't believe in ghosts, they don't believe in evil spirits, but even the uh, the Catholic Church has a whole, you know, uh, a, a whole section of the church that's in charge of exorcisms, you know. Mm-hmm. So, but, you know, one thing we discovered when I was in hypnotherapy school is a lot of times hip- hypnotists have been able to get rid of, uh, you know, this part which people perceive of as evil demon when what they looked at it was in school was it was just a dark side of that person, you know, like a, a, it was something within themselves, not necessarily a separate entity, but it was the, the flip side of themselves that, that <laughs> somehow was there. And so sometimes an exorcism was, was nothing more than, um, you know, dealing with that person's altar in a sense, like they have an altar uh, in there and whether, whether that altar was another soul in there or whether it was just part of themselves. So again, it gets complicated that there's, you know, a lot of reasons somebody can seem to be, uh, you know, like um, possessed uh, mm-hmm. that way. Um, and that's, and that's why I would say that we can have this conversation. You know, I, I try to be careful how I have these conversations because it is a personal belief and I never want to push somebody's personal belief, my belief on somebody else. I want to give a doorway to have an understanding. But the thing is though, that it's such an individual case. It is such an individual case. And there's sometimes where we do have these energies that try, you know, like I had, um, dark Faye that were in my kid's bedroom while she was living here. 
and the dark um, fairies, the dark fae, they're not fae, but they were kind of gnomish feeling, but they were dark. They were meant to be dark. They were meant to be on the evil side because they were vacuums of the depression that my kid had. So they would yeah. be vacuuming out or, or holding energy of darkness so that my kid wasn't overrun by darkness. Well, you know, the more we're learning about energies, I mean, it's like uh, we're learning, but it seems like we've only scratched the surface, really. You know, mm -hmm. we're finding out that it, that our energy, this energy that we put out, that everybody puts out collectively, individually, is actually creates most of the drama in the world, you know. Exactly. And, and we know that like seeks out like. So if you're, you know, they say a person in a bar who's drunk and depressed is more apt to have some negative entities kind of attach themselves to them because those negative entities want to have a buddy, you know, someone that feels just like them. Exactly. You know, and uh, sometimes that entity is like um, someone who um, passed away when they were drunk in a car accident. And that was mm -hmm. the bar that they always knew. And then the person who was sitting in there was kind of a little bit of a bright light and you go, hey, I can tag along on this guy, you know, and, and be with them. You know, um, I also know that when there is I call it the energy of addiction. And it's, it's kind of, I wouldn't call it an entity, but it's an energy of addiction that is attached to people who have addictions, yeah. you know, and it's dark. It likes to whisper in somebody's ear saying, you don't know better. Why are you thinking that? Where are you at? Why are you doing, why are you trying to get healthy? Come on, let's go out and do something. You know, it's that it's, it helps the negative side of us to stay in that negative cycle and a lot of times I see that that energy kind of whispering in their ear or, or having a it's almost like me wearing my shawls. You know, it's like a cloak over an energy of someone who is in addiction. And that's why it's so hard to get out of addiction sometimes, because there's that energy that is kind of saying, we don't want you to get healthy. We don't want you to get healthy. And I know it took my husband probably about two months after he was sober before that energy left him, you know, until he decided that he was going to get sober. And that's why some people get clarity around five months because of that, the, that addiction energy finally relieves, relieves the, um, the person that is carrying yeah. that addiction. Yeah. Well, um, I had an interesting, um, date one time when i was single and um it was on a uh it was on a dating site and i kept making a connection with this one woman and she kept you know we, we, it seemed like it was going on good so i'm finally going you know okay it's been three months we're going back and forth and you're kind of hot and cold but i want to have a date with you so she made a date and then um just before prior to that date uh then she canceled and then a few days later, she called up and apologized. And then she says, no, I really want to go on a date with you. So we go out and we go to a movie. Uh, she was uh, a stunt uh, a stunt person in a Hollywood movie. Uh, and she uh, she had gotten injured. Uh, and so she couldn't work as a stunt woman anymore. But this new movie that came out had a lot of her friends that were doing stunts. You know, so she wanted to go see it. So it was great. You know, we're having a great time saw the movie and as we're coming out she says uh i need to use the restroom i said fine so i'm standing there for about 20 minutes and she doesn't come out so now it's the first date and i'm 
I'm thinking, okay, is she okay or what's going on? So just as I was starting to walk over to uh, one of the uh, women uh, uh, people in the theater to say, could you go check on my, my friend here? She comes out staggering. So now all kinds of things are going through my head. Is she okay? Do I need to get her to a doctor? Is she doing drugs or, you know, I, mm -hmm. all these things going on in your head. And then she leans on me and she says, she said, she's okay. She just forgot to take her meds. You need to get her home. You need to get her home right now and you need to get her meds. And I'm going, what? You know, so I got in the car, took her home. And that same other person in her, something says, told me where the blue pills are. She said, get them. She's going to be okay. And then, so I went and got the pills. She took them. And then another kind of personality came out. This little girl kind of like, please don't leave. Please don't leave. You know, oh, she's going to, you know, she's going to, she needs you to be here, you know. So I'm thinking, what do I do? Because I'm trying to be compassionate. I could tell this person is actually in some kind of trauma, you know. Mm -hmm. So then the other person comes back out again, says, look, she, she needs to get some protein right now. Go to the fr refrigerator, cook or something there. And I opened the refrigerator and it was packed with nothing but chicken in the freezer, just chicken, chicken, chicken. So I cooked some of that. They got a piece of bread, gave that to her. And then they said, now, please stay with her. Please stay with her till she's okay. So I said, okay. So I stayed there and about two hours later, it was about 5.30 in the morning. She fell asleep and I thought it was okay to leave. So I did. So I get a call the next day. So apologetic. I'm so sorry. I, I, I needed to share something with you. And she said, I, I've just been diagnosed with multiple personality disorder. And I was going to tell you or something, but it was the first date. How am I going to, you know, just kind of happen on that first date? Well, I got to know her more. She knew I was becoming a therapist. So mm -hmm. we, we talked and was probably one of my first clients before I was certified, but I was help trying to help her that, you know, she'd been abused as a two-year-old and, and, and that, and she said, that's the first time when I left my body. Uh -huh. And uh, it was survival. This, this therapist, right. Had uh, identified 21 different personalities that she had that she was totally unaware of, you know, and she talked about finding herself in hotel rooms, half dressed sometime. And she didn't know how she got there, you know, and it like a day had passed and then she would, you know, come, that's when she started getting help, you know. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's amazing. There's just so many variations of things of, okay, was that demons that had her? Was that just part of her own soul that was fragmented because of abuse? Um, wow. You know, uh, so. And that's I, where too, you know, we got, you know, like for me, I channel, I channel Mother Mary, I channel Mother Earth, I channel. And a lot of people who have that, they let's, they, they have these beings you know have you ever called have you ever had a, a walk-in have you ever heard of a walk-in i've heard um, I, i've heard them before yeah yeah so it's where a soul leaves and another soul comes in and so yeah a personality can change people kind of wonder did your husband have a walk-in and i go no he just had a part of him that left <laughs> the alcoholic part of him that left you know so he had a let us part of his soul or part of yeah. his knowing leave but um that's where um, a lot of times there is because we do have energies that are right around us. You know, we have grandparents loving, you know, we can have walkthroughs come through. And if you know that this energy has this doorway or this vulnerability area, they can actually channel without knowing that they're channeling. Yeah. And, and I used to channel without knowing because I was so vulnerable, but it was always something of good. I had great guardians, 
but sometimes when you go through trauma that 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 shatters somewhere yeah. and and so they they channel without knowing that they channel yeah well people are are so familiar with the secret and the movie and the book you know about how to manifest things and people don't realize that all that information was channeled through i think it was through abraham you know it was Abraham through the the hicks the husband and wife and channeled that whole all the stuff for that book and stuff. I might have that mixed up a little bit, but I think that was correct. That the uh, information that everybody sees now is mainstream in a way, reading the secret about how to mm -hmm. manifest and everything actually came through, through channeling, you mm -hmm. know, and that sort of thing. So exactly, um, man, oh man, you know, the, the, uh, the one case and we're talking about the spirits and, and this crazy stuff. The, the one case they talked about in hypnotherapy college was, there was a classic case there was um, a woman had missing time. So she went, you know, to the doctor to see if her brain's okay. And they said, well, maybe you need to go to be regressed if through a, a hypnotist. So she came to the college there to, to get some free therapy. And, and what eventually happened was she, she told the therapist that she remembers getting up in the day, cooking her husband breakfast, taking her daughter to school. And next thing she knew, it was like 2.30 in the afternoon. And she'd be there picking her daughter up, but she didn't know what happened between the time, like three days a week. Uh, she didn't know what happened between the time when she dropped her daughter off and picked her up. She had a total blank. So uh, in deep hypnosis, uh, her altar came out with a different name, different voice pattern, everything like this. It was her altar. And what, she, what eventually she found out is that that woman, actually, she was uh, a prostitute three days a week during those times. But her 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 herself didn't know anything about that, you know. So eventually, they had a talk with the the altar, and for the good of for the good of the whole, the altar decided that it was going to integrate with her, you know. So in hypnosis, the hypnotist introduced them both, which is the other side of herself that was this thing. They found out she had a, a separate bank account with thirty thousand dollars in it she made from being a prostitute. And uh, and then they're going, how am I going to tell my husband? He's never going to believe this, you know. So the therapist there, like in hypnotherapy school, they said, well, this hypnotherapist was really smart. What he did is they went to the bank uh, at, and, you know, took the money out and then had it sent to her from like her parents saying it was a gift to her and her family. So she ended up being OK because they, you know, but but going further in that, uh the reason she split off into that was that early on in her marriage, her father-in-law had um, had raped her. Oh, and mm -hmm. this shame of that, how is she going to deal with that? How is she going to talk to her husband about that? What's going to happen? Some people are that sensitive enough that they break off. They can't deal with it. Yeah, exactly. That's that's where the fa fragmentation of soul happens. Yeah, because she couldn't have, she didn't feel she could have sex with her husband now. And so... Her, that other part of herself, that sexual need or something came out in that dysfunctional way as that other person, you know? So, you know, I, I mean, it's the, the, the mind is a scary place. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> so, oh, yes. Yeah. Hey, in the, in the, the last 10 minutes or so we have here or something, I was going to ask you now, Natasha, like if, if somebody feels that they're being bothered by something of a dark energy, um, and if they don't have the skills that you have, you know, as far as being able to really notice that to call in the angels and to get rid of them, how does the average person, uh, deal with that? How do they protect themselves or how do they, 
rid themselves of that negative energy. See, and that's where one really, that's where finding out more about ourselves can really help. When we, when we just keep going through the day and we don't really remember driving to work, let's say, we don't yeah. really remember doing things, that's where we can get into big trouble. And so the, I would suggest that, you know, be, me being a psychic medium and, and personal awareness life coach. So I've gone through this work of, of really finding out myself. Why does my elbow hurt? What's in my throat? You know, why does my ankle feel weird? You know, just, you'll get to know yourself better and better to know what feels right. Because when you, when you know what you are and who you are, then you know when something is wrong, when you know something is off. Like there's been times where I was like, wow, I'm grumpier than I usually am. You know, and I, I knew that about myself, that I'm not usually a grumpy person. I have times when I, I'm a double cancerian that I need to go in my shell and kind of close down and not necessarily deal with people, but I'm not grumpy. I'm not bitey. And this time I was bitey and I was like, wow, who's around me? What's around me? And I was like, I, and so with me, I know whoever, whatever is with me, get off of me, get away from me. And I smudge, I, I smoke, I smudge, I do these different things, but I knew right away that something was wrong. Something was off. And when we can do that, then that's when we can go ahead and fix like the girl who, who really started noticing, you know, Hey, there's something going off on my timing here what can I do to find out about it? So she found out what to do to make it more right. So that, yeah. you know, you have to know yourself. That's one way of figuring out which way to go from there. Yeah. And, much, now a lot of people, uh, in, a, in another, we could take 10 minutes sometimes in another uh, podcast to, to talk about smudging and the, the benefits of it and where it came mm -hmm. from, that sort of thing. I always used to think that was hocus pocus. You know, you see the Indians, like American Indians sometimes, and they're smudging. And then, and then the New Age people, you know, when they had a house, they would they would light this, you know, smelly stuff all over the house. And I would find myself thinking that was stupid. And then I realized I grew up in that in the Catholic Church. You know, mm -hmm. when we do what the Stations of the Cross, and they had yep. <laughs> they did that everything, and they had this stinky stuff, and they did this. Anybody's Catholic out there remembers the smudging. You know what they did, you know, at the, the time when they did this 12 stations of the cross, you know, exactly. Easter. And I remember how that really smelled and it got all over you. But but they never told us what the reasons behind that, you know, that had to do with with the balancing of energies or getting rid of anything negative. You because know? that was pagan and, and a lot of religions didn't want to own that, you know, pagans. They didn't want to say, well, the pagans know what they're doing. <laughs> Right. You know, so but I want to leave everybody um, with this note that I've, I had a friend who shared this with me and it came from Jeff Brown. OK, so give me a second here to read. Um, think of your triggers as ghosts from your exponential and ancestral uh, history. They are ghosts who have not yet found their peace. They want to. They want to. That's why they keep showing up in your life. But they need your help. They need you to get in close 
to listen as they share their unresolved past with you. They need you to see them in just the same way you want to be seen. If you keep ignoring them, they won't go away. They will just show up more often and your life will become a kind of ghost feeling prophecy. One where every choice you make will haunt your days. Perhaps it's time that we accept what we are, the haunted house that we fear. In each room, a ghost that is ready to be listened or liberated. In the basement, the, the unconscious that is ready to be resolved or revealed. We don't need to give ourselves candy on Halloween. We just need to give ourselves permission to heal. That's the sweet gift of all. Hmm. Kind of food yeah. for thought. I know I was kind of chopped that up a little bit and I apologize, but um, it's one of those things that, you know, spirits and ghosts and it, it, it's, a, it, it's more than an hour conversation. Yeah. It's literally more than an hour conversation, but yet at the same time though, you know, that's where I walk around with light and love. That's why I I have Mary and, and Jesus, not as the Catholic religion, but as love and light. That's why I work with the angels. That's why I work with divine love. Because I know for me that me walking with divine love, as you do, Regan, that it can heal. It can protect us. It can work for the greater good. I know for me, working in the elementary or in the school system that I do, there is darkness. I walk by darkness every day, but I also know my light and my and my love is greater than darkness. And yeah. I believe that. I have to believe that. I understand that and I believe that. And when I do believe in that, nobody has more power over me than light and love. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. I'm you know, I mean, the darkness, that kind of thing's never been a part of my life. It's never been anything I've experienced personally. And I'm not asking to, unless I need to, to understand this. But what I'm just trying to do is just keep an open mind about everything. Because time after time after time, you know, I found myself that there's so much more to the world and how things work than I know. You know, I, I you know, things that I'm open to now that I really, truly believe in, I never would have 10 years, 20, 30 years ago, different things. But I found out we just need to stay open. And this is something that needs to be discussed, you know, darkness and light and, mm -hmm. and evil spirits or not or whatever. Do, how, how are we going to understand everything if we don't be open to at least um, other people's perceptions or people that know more than us about something? Mm -hmm. um, and then we can decide ourselves what we want to take on. But I would say to people out there, just. Uh, just do anything you can to be more mindful in your life about what's happening, what's around you, what's going on. Um, mm -hmm. I think the best thing that mindfulness gives you is it gives you more compassion and empathy for people that are going through things uh, because everybody seems to be going through something. something. You know, we were talking about on the way back from Monterey today, this three hour drive, we were talking about uh, so many people that we know that are going through challenges right now with rehabs and, 
and uh, stuck in their life. And especially the people between their 20s and 30s. Yes. They seem to be walking around like zombies. You know, they just don't. The world is changing so much. Very difficult for them to know their life's path. So somehow we'll all get through this because we're all here to help each other walk home. That's what Richard Martini says that he's if anybody looking now, check out um, Hacking the Afterlife. He has he does a podcast like Natasha and I do with a very good medium like Natasha. And uh, they have a uh, he always says we're just all here to help each other make the walk home, mm-hmm. you know. So and I hope we, you know, probably the things we talked about today, it's just going to op- open up a zillion more questions about it. But just just be open and see what's there and see how it can help your life to be know that you understand a little more about what the possibilities of life are mm-hmm. you know what's going on out there anybody wants to get a hold of me you can visit the afterlife uh, dot com and um, I'm one of 250 trained therapists for the Newton Institute and we've helped 70,000 people uh, actually visit heaven or the afterlife whatever you call it expand their awareness for a few hours uh, get answers to a lot of their questions because uh, just like Natasha gets answered through, mm-hmm. you know, uh, knowing is the meat is the, meet, is the middle person between the angels and here. And when you get on the other side and people are there, uh, y- y- they'll answer any questions you have. And you'll see that you're loved, that you're you're not you're not alone. Everybody has a guardian angel assigned to them and your life has meaning and purpose. So uh, now I also do regular therapy over Zoom for PTSD. I'm just about ready to get my certification in Havening, Natasha. Uh, I really have hopes for that. It's kind of like EFT and EMDR, but the Havening people say that it's even more successful and wow. works even quicker. And it's about that we call it the Havening touch, and it's about it's about this and this and and this. And it's, it's, it's a way that they're helping to rewire the brain to mm-hmm. take away your fears and phobias and um, uh, PTSD and everything. And they've got an amazing amount of success with it, you know. Congr- so. Wow, that'll be. And then you put it with other things because sometimes it's it, it's a combination of all of them. Yes, yes. That can yes, be the yes. balance for someone and or a little bit more of this and a little bit more of that or less of that. You know, it's amazing how when you have these different techniques that they just help bring the soul back to the body and the body yeah. to the soul. So there's, uh, for people out there just have regular problems getting over childhood traumas, uh, fears, phobias, uh, stress. There's some modalities that are easy to teach where you can actually do these things on yourself and you can make your life so much better to reduce your stress, to do a lot of emotional healing yourself. And I, I'd love to help people. So you can get a hold of me there. And Natasha, like when they want a reading from you, uh, or if they want to have a feng shui done from their house or something, how do they yeah, get a hold of you? House blessings and feng shui. I kind of combine the two of them together. Uh, <laughs> that You can reach me at angelicclarifications.com. And I am one who really helps people go through. Uh, right now, I'm doing a lot of healing through um, dimensional work. So the dimensions that we have through our DNA and then the the dimensional work through past lives. Uh, and I love bringing those two in to heal the body's emotional field and, it, and which helps heal the, the physical field of like the digestive system and heals a lot of the joints and stuff like that so that um, we can work together. So if you're looking at, and I can do remote house clearings too. 
it it does help to be there, but yet at the same time, um, which I'm going to be wanting to travel here soon. So I'm if I know if everybody knows a group of people, I can always come to you. <laughs> that um yes. that i love but i can do this remote too uh it's it's if it's a really bad haunting uh it's nice to have somebody local but um but i can do a lot of work remote so with yeah. that that um just know i'm here for you at angelicclarifications.com oh we are here mondays and Wednesdays. Uh, Regan and I are here on Mondays from um, 4 Pacific time uh, on the Dance of Soul. And then on Wednesdays, I am here with Life Clarifications with Natasha. And you can catch this on podcast at yeah. Life Clarifications with Natasha on most podcast platforms. Yeah. So, so next week we'll be into deep into November, getting close. Yeah. I'm going to be uh, Seeing clients in Los Angeles. I live in San Francisco area. Anybody watching? And you can see me in person here. Or I go to L.A. three or four times a year. And I've got, uh, I think, three people want to do the life between lives and experience heaven uh, lined up. And maybe a fourth be down there from the uh, November 11th to the 21st. So um, Not next week, but the week after. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'll be at Carrie and Larry's place uh, on oh. that one Monday. And, uh, you know, thanks for helping her, too. She's, uh, you know, you've given her some great advice. And um, and uh, it was neat. Like I say, when we had you here for the, the week and we had that big party and uh, almost everybody at the table you'd helped. You know, there was about 12 of us and I think eight of them there you'd helped in one way or another. So oh, they all love seeing you. Well, so good. That yeah, great. that's that's where sitting with love. A lot of times I don't do much, but I just sit with love and that helps. So yeah. thank you. I, oh, I want to come down and see you guys again. Okay. Yeah. Well, I love you. And um, we will talk okay. to everyone. And see next you next Monday. Monday. Four. Okay. Bye now. See you then. <laughs> Happy Halloween. <laughs> Happy Halloween. Yes, that came fast, didn't it? I think I'm candy.